Hey friends, welcome back to our channel. In today's Bible study, instead of sharing a clip from our individual Bible studies, we are sharing a part of a recap video that Lori and I did covering Matthew chapters 19 and 20. We hope it blesses you today. Make sure you comment down below, letting us know what was your biggest takeaway from today's message. Hey sisters, welcome to today's recap video. This one, we're just going to be focusing on chapters 19 and 20. As it gets towards the end of Matthew, there is so much in oh, here. Man. And some of these chapters are a lot longer than some of the other ones we've yeah. said. So there's just a lot more in there to, to sit with and camp okay. out in and really just have a conversation with. Like as if we were the disciples back then with Jesus discussing this all together. Before we dive in and meditate more on God's word, let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, Father God. You are the Almighty One, Faithful One. Your faithful love endures forever. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being with us today. Lord Jesus, open our eyes to your power and your presence and your beauty in today's message. Holy Spirit, this is your time, your hour. Use Michelle and I. Give us wisdom, love, gentleness. Help us to represent Jesus well here and interpret the messages that we all can have a deeper understanding of our Lord Jesus, that we can live it out in today's world. Guide us today, Lord, this is your time. Use us, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, sister, so just gonna get right back into it. Uh, again, we're not gonna read through the chapter like we did in the individual chapters. We're just gonna continue the discussion, continue discussing what Jesus was trying to portray. So again, if you haven't already, go ahead and open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 19. So today, again, we're going to be focusing on diving deeper into different uh, perspectives and just deepening the understanding of Jesus' teaching here, what he's really portraying for all of us, just to have a better understanding of his perspective mm -hmm. on things. So, all right, so now we're going to move on and focus the end out 19, and then we'll go into 20. We'll try to speed things up here. Um, but we're going to go into the, the rich man, and we are again, we did a side individual session on this. This is such, again, reading it again and studying it again, uh, just keeps hitting you differently, and the Holy Spirit just works with you wherever you're at, and I just find that beautiful. And I feel like so many of us can resonate with this rich young man in some way or some other, in some moment in our life. And I love that beauty and that too goes back to what we just talked about with the marriage. Like we're all, we're all so similar. Which is interesting. So the imposter Josh did this, this one that we listened to. And as I said, we all can see it, but so many of us come to this story thinking, oh, this is not. This is not me. This is I would never do this, or, or I would. I wouldn't act like this. Yeah. Man. Um, yet we all we all do it. I feel like also that's the work of the enemy. Sometimes he's so sneaky because like Michelle and I have to catch ourselves when we are again trying to work, 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 do all these things. And we're like, wait a minute, what what are we doing here? We're totally missing, totally missing Jesus right now. And it's all back into how much we can do, how much we can produce. Um, and nothing on him. So it's always just a great reminder and um, with everything and of course money is a is a load, another with marriage. It's another loaded question in today's society. You're going to hear people, you know, you need to be poor to be a Christian. It's bad for you to have money being a Christian. All, everything has just been totally out of 
what Jesus has wanted us to know. So. Yeah, that's why this long time reminded us like all of us here are so distracted that the pursuit of happiness seems impossible despite this is again shown especially here in America despite all that we have here if you look like the, he was bringing up too and I know I've heard studies of this too that depression is so high makes you wonder why that we're all after things fame everything this guy has but yet we all have so much anxiety despair depression so just something for a lot, not just as Christians, but all people, I think, to, to, to really sit Yeah, the, the past have brought up a lot of stories of celebrities. We All of us have known of so many celebrities that have taken their life or something happened to them. And when you learn more about them, they were deeply depressed or deeply lost. And it goes back to, you know, us on the outside, like, oh, what? Celebrities have it all. Like, how can they be lost? We still don't get it. You know, we still don't get it all too. Or the story, you know, the story was written in the other gospels. I think again because it's, it's, um, it hits us all. Um, because it, I think one thing when it hits me and know all is that this is another way of the Holy Spirit keep helping you realize where you have idols in your life mm -hmm. or where you you're really favoring something. Um, a little too much and I think all of us don't want us to see that or admit that and that's definitely one of the things Jesus was working with this rich one man is really helping them see um, that he has all these different idols in his life and he's not really doing what God wants is just putting him first and um, so I just I kind of mm -hmm. like knowing that like it does pull out where you have an idol in your life. Yeah, and it's not like you would know it's here. Like Jesus wasn't yelling at him. He was just he was helping him yeah. see what was going on in his own heart. And I think that's how the Holy Spirit works. That's how looking back, that's how the Holy Spirit is still working in our lives. Yeah. And he probably too. It's it's not. I never feel like it is condemnation because there's no condemnation in Christ. It is like, oh wow, I didn't hey, know what I was just, doing. Yeah, it's just like, hey, wake up. I'm I want because he can. God wants what's best for us, and he knows certain things. Are, are going to lead you to depression and despair. He's the life, right? Jesus is the life. So I just also made note here that, as I was saying, we all make these three things idols. Youth, wealth, and fame. The things that drive all of us because we all believe it's going to give us value, happiness, fulfillment, as we were talking about, in our culture, worships, beauty. And this definitely led the way on a, on a recent beauty body image focus lately and it's just side studies that we're going to start sharing more over on our YouTube channel and stuff and because it's something definitely I would say an area that the Holy Spirit has been convicting us and for sure definitely coming out of girls God helped us already so much within that not even realizing it was the work of the Holy Spirit that's become over our food obsessions it definitely was not the way now I was looking back we're like wow because sometimes, oh, sometimes, sometimes we didn't always have like a concrete like this is what we did and we're like oh, that's because the Holy Spirit was our personal journey is how we viewed it it's how he knew we need to learn and detach mm -hmm. and we share it to, to remind people it's important to, to, to detach from this but also make sure you're honoring to be we all have the spirit in us to be led by it and so your journey might be slightly different than the and that's okay but again it's true back to the sanctification part is different for all of us and is and you get exposed to different things mm -hmm. and, you know but the holy spirit like there it's just all like to me like how jesus like he was always right there to keep having this conversation with the boy but then at the end you know the boy went away sad and you know jesus didn't run after him because obviously jesus knows his true heart and i think that you know one thing we have to be careful of is like when are we not going to start listening to the holy spirit and yeah. not listening to the direction of the holy spirit yeah yep all these little personal convictions in your life and stuff.
Another thing, again, is looking at this more again, when he said, you know, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? So again, he's still focused. He knows that obviously there's something still missing in his life that just doesn't feel fully there, you know. So he's asking again about eternal life. And obviously this is before Jesus died. So, but Jesus was right there in front of him. And so I just made note, like, when Jesus is, you know, working with him to really show him that he's missing him. He's right in front of him, the gift of eternal life. Um, and uh, is God and is Him, and He was missing it, and um, so I just love that too. Like to me, is another way to remind ourselves that Jesus is life, is our eternal life, and what He did and what He continues to do for all of us. So I just, I just find it interesting again. Like he, yeah. His man was still so focused. Thing that goes back to like we have a flesh and we have a spirit, and the flesh can be very tempting and can be very um hard to resist and i think can the enemy likes to blind us of our stuff and so i feel like this is you know the man was blinded in a way to really seeing the real gift in front of him yeah so i have here also my notes that we all have a desire all humans have a deep desire to be known and to be loved and this is when our obsessions can become unhealthy and, and hurt us is what we're kind of witnessing also in this guy's story. And as I said, it's also the story that us all reveal that in our own lives. And it's not to really, like, say to myself, like, getting sad, like, oh, you know, but I think we should not be looking at it as, like, sad, like, oh, we have idols, you know, like, but I also just hit note with myself is, like, I... I do want to be making sure that I'm honoring God and putting Him first in my life because all the different things Michelle have been experiencing in her life that we did never really get that full fulfillment from and that he truly is and Michelle and I have been on this journey again almost a year now of reading the Bible and it's it's been the most delightful and it's been you know people say it's life changing but it really has been life changing for us because I don't know like things have just changed inside of us and certain things have been let go or we don't think about as much anymore and other things become a more priority in our life and for me that's all the work of the Holy Spirit but knowing that Michelle and I still have our flesh of wanting us to go and follow yeah, certain items in our life so yeah <laughs> but, perfect in this area I think it's just something we all just need to sit with more with the Holy Spirit and keep at you know that prayer of David like search our hearts like you know mm -hmm. Holy Spirit search our hearts be willing to have him search your heart if any hidden idols in your life exactly and as Lord was saying like he was missing Jesus so this guy thinks all these things and all of us here still today think we need that we can't live without right we can't have life's not if we don't have all these things the youth wealth and fame so we all you know in, in a sense he was good he had a, an urgency about coming to Jesus right so we that's good like he had that urgency right yeah he still didn't knew where to come but he also we also can see in the story that he didn't see the really the need for the spiritual growth and that's what Jesus also was trying to help him understand the spiritual side of him was missing him he was still focusing on these earthly things so I think I think today a lot of us and I I know that was exactly how I was I did not see a need for growing spiritually, and I think that's also the story is helping us see. I also love that too, and it goes back to the love of Jesus and God, like the 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 free will He gives us. Because it just hit me too. I circled in my Bible on verse twenty one. Jesus says, "If at least it says if in my Bible, mm -hmm. verse twenty one. If you want, like I love that. It's like if, like He's not saying you must do this. He's like if, if you want to, like." 
he's never going to force you know if you want to live in your the these ways of focusing on wealth and all that that's fine but if you want to be a true fall you know like if like the invitations like you know, I don't know. I feel like it's always just very, uh, very gentle, and Jesus is never really pounding on all of us. Like you, might, you know, like it's always like if. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this pastor just made note. So too many of us feel God doesn't love us and constantly trying to control our own lives. So when we turn to what the world has to offer, but then it never satisfies. And this though I think is also showing that a lot of us are trying to control because we don't feel like God's listening. So we're going to go out on a hunt and we're going to go out and attain these things and get these things. But a lot of us probably, if we're really truly honest with ourselves, it doesn't really lead us to any area that we're technically we're looking for, right? Jesus really is the only way, but again, the man didn't see it. And for many years, Lori and I didn't see it as well. Many of us don't seek Jesus because we're distracted by the world. And it can be hard. Again, Lori and I, for many years, I mean, we're talking like 10 years, we're, we're, we're distracted heavily by the world. It could even be longer if I really sat and calculated it. But Jesus was unra- unraveling this view of this man had of himself. And I think we talked a little bit about that in the first one. He he couldn't see himself, the true self. And Jesus was trying. I think that's how the Holy Spirit works. He thought that God put stuff or puts us in situations, or has us hear a message to help us see something in ourselves, but it can be hard sometimes mm-hmm. um, to really see that. We all think we are good, so we overlook sin. We are so confident in ourselves, so we don't see how dysfunctional truly we are. And that's also going into relating to the how, why it can be hard for rich people to get in. Um, the passion made up again, it's not, it's not a problem property gospels isn't saying you have to be poor to get into heaven it's not that but it's just that when you're so good you have it all you do have this sense of i'm good mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm not really messed up look i have i, I got the money I, i'm I, i'm good so again remembering the law was to help god's people know him so let's tell that pastor brought up it was to help them know god right to know his heart to know that he saw something in them and he wanted them to be better just to be set apart right so this man thought he was self-righteous, something he could attain through self-effort. Jesus looked to him, but the boy was not seeing Jesus. He was more concerned more about what Jesus said more than actually seeing Jesus. So reminding ourselves and then going down back into the camel eye, I mean, going back to the, yeah, the, the camel, going to the needle, is really focusing on that the more we have, the less that we will see the need for Jesus. And I think we touched touched about that also in the individual and that's chapter. Michelle and I coming out of the law of attraction era, whether in so much of the wealth mindset uh, group that we were in for so many years, I definitely looking back and reflecting on our life and what's happened and learn from you know learn from it is that we could see that. And Michelle and I never thought about Jesus at all. We had that same mindset, this rich man, oh, we just got to get here, we just got to make this, we just got to do this, and we're going to be good, yeah. and, um, you know, we'll be set, you know? We don't need anything else. So. Well, that whole marketing, they, they portray that. Like, that's the work of the enemy, is that, like, you don't need anybody else. You just need yourself, and you just need to... Think like this, focus on this, and do this, and you're good. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and I would say when I definitely had the self-righteousness about us, like, I also made note here in my book that we all think so highly of ourselves. Think we're not we're not as bad as those people, yeah. right? We're com- when we compare our lives to others. 
but only and so also the message here was like only God is good and that's why we need him and looking back on some of our days um, not with the Lord I, we did have that we were we, I remember having that self-righteous even like like silly things like the way we worked out and the way we ate like just this image of myself like at least I don't do that yeah you know and 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 I appreciate the Lord pressing that conviction in my own heart and that's definitely something I have to I will admit I have to um that's why I think this story one I keep coming back to and sitting with a lot lately is definitely something that the Lord a story uh, that the Lord is helping the Lord and I reveal things that I just parable we go into the next chapter goes into more detail of all that but like just because we have to remind ourselves, and I think this helps with you staying humble and kept checking in with your pride. Like just because you see someone doing well off, or even not doing so well off, you can't think of God's mad at them or God's favoring them and vice yeah, versa. Yeah, like you said, and I think that goes back to like we can't do that type of judgment. Only Jesus can do. Yeah, I would say definitely that message has been sitting us more. Um, but I think you have a nice little check in with yourself, just because if you see someone on social media getting all these things and you're like oh god must really be liking them yes maybe but also maybe they could have a little bit of the rich man ruler so again but we can't you i encourage us not to be like like boasting or not boasting but like bashing them either just be like just go in your own private life and pray for them jesus you know when we talk about when the angels come down and will filter through the fish like that's his job and i think that message of what we're never really understanding about loving people, like that's why Jesus says, keep the command, the two greatest commandments, which I know we're going to be getting here soon in Matthew, love God and, and love your love your neighbors. Because all this, we don't know what's really going on or how a person really is attached to something just because of the way they're living their life. We truly don't know by the way they're living their life. You yeah. truly don't know. Especially on life. You think you do. That goes back to we all yeah. think we're not as bad or we'll never do that, but we, we all the same, and that's what Jesus yeah. What a lot of this is just trying to show all of us. That's why we got Jesus, and He's going to take care of it all. To do with the body of Christ, when you feel like someone is kind of being a rich, this rich man in your in your in your life, when you see it, even like celebrities, just instead of I think us calling them out in a way, I think we should just go to the Lord and pray for them. Hey Lord, like I don't know where they are in the walk with you. Like I know there's a couple celebrities that really are claiming that they're following Jesus yet, but they're still not quite there yet in terms of just stuff, other stuff that they portray in life but I think it's not ours to say like the cleaning of the Holy Spirit and sanctification is a process because mm-hmm. I look at Michelle and I like he is continues to clean us and so yeah. um, I think we just pray for them that again he says with God you can save this person you know it's not based what I can say yeah. or do Lord it's what you can do like what mm-hmm. Jesus said with God's possible so like we want those celebrities to be saved because they you know they look like cool, fun people, right? And mm-hmm. so um, I don't know. And I just like how he ended it again in verse twenty-six. Jesus gives us hope here that God always tips His mercy, His God. He's a God of grace and His love of continual pursuit for all of us broken, rebellious people down here, right? <laughs> Reminds us why the gospel is so good. And just let sit with that for a bit. You know, God's grace and he is not even though he knows all this that we're gonna our lives are gonna look not good maybe on the outside our hearts could be a little bit of a mess still but he still loves us and his grace is still there for us it's still good enough like it's still possible if again you believe in jesus whatever mess you have it's god you're good you know like you have jesus that's why the gospel is so good for all of us 
broken, rebellious people down here. Exactly. So that ends up chapter 19. Let's move on to chapter 20. It's also chapter 20 going into the parable of the vineyard. He is answering Peter's question in verse 27 from chapter 19. Hey God, you know, hey Jesus, we've given up everything. What's what's up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and he also here goes into more of what Jesus meant by um, least important would be grace. And so he's going to dive deeper into this parable of really teaching us more about God's grace, rewards, and service, I feel, too, in this vineyard. So we talked, you know, heavily in the individual chapter about this as a amazing again to go through it again. It's like with the rich man. I think every time you approach the word of God, it, it just amazing the the depth that can change inside your spirit and your soul, which I love that part. But I just made note that, you know, this parable is really showing us that God is generous and gives out his rewards in his own way, not in the way us humans think. Um, but there's also what we learned from studying this deeper. There's also this parable really not only showing that, but it's also showing us that we really pulling out our sinful hearts that are all about jealousy, envy, and pride. Yep. And other few things that I wrote in my Bible next to this parable um, is that, again, we're all called to work. As you can see here, um, God always has plenty of work for anybody who's willing to work for the kingdom. I just like that, too. Like, you know, it says the kingdom is like, and so, you know, this landowner went out multiple times during the day and was willing to, to take anybody. And I just like that too. So just that, and also shows that we are called to work, um, too. And so it's a, I, I like to kind of seeing that, reminding myself of that too. But also just shows that God is gracious to all people. And I think it's nice knowing that the kingdom of heaven is like that, that he's gracious to all people. Yeah, one thing I like the way this pastor started this sermon on it. And I, it didn't hit me the first time as deeply until he said it again. But it's always said that this parable and everything in this chapter is kind of answering Peter's question because you know, he answered back up in 27 there and when he was like Jesus we left everything but so what's in it for us again a lot of people like hey Jesus I follow you what am I going to get out of it again all, all of us have that so I just like telling me no like Jesus is answering Peter like there is a point in following me there is a reason to follow me you know and I just sit with that there is a point to follow, to follow Jesus and just see how that hits with you um, I just really liked that, like, yeah. she's just explaining here, there is a point, you know, it may not get how we learned studying this chapter, it's not how we view it, but there is a point of following him, so I just, I think that was just, again, something that goes right to the heart, right? Again, he's also explaining here, because he ends the same way he ended the last one, so the first will be allowed, so again, this whole parable is explaining more of what Jesus was meaning by that, this is how the kingdom is going to operate. Because about the, everything else, like, it's and all an upside down view like all of us humans think this way because of the, of the culture we have lived in that if you do this this and this you get this if you do this you know so it's like mm -hmm. so it, but it goes back to god has called us to be you know don't hit your neighbor just because they hate you like same thing like just because you see someone doing this don't be jealous of them yeah. don't be envy of them and i think it's a very high standard that jesus is asking all of us followers to live like you know, just because you see a, somebody else. Lately, we also know that we caught ourselves like being really, I wouldn't say obsessed is the right word, but curious and trying to get deep understanding around spiritual gifts. And I would say that we were listening to, I think it was the Daily Grace podcast, and they did one about comparing spiritual gifts, and then we listened to another group of women talk about it too, and 
that was what Roy Hitler and I is, and then coming back, so then we came back, we studied more of this chapter, it was all just like, comparison, it goes back to body image, like comparison, yeah. it's, it's also, this chapter, this parable also shows a lot of generosity, but it's also showing how, going to how the guys reacted, they were comparing their work, how hard they worked, how what they got paid to somebody else, mm-hmm. and so it's really, it's really helping us see. Yes, we're saying comparison and envy, and like, yeah, this is what different people come in their walk with Christ and truly following Christ and committing their life to Christ at different points in their life. But why does I have to go sit with that? So I'm like, why is that? Why do I feel that person's better off than me? Just because, no, because I, we have to remember who the God we serve. He thinks so differently than the how we think and that's I think that's just a great check-in with ourselves mm-hmm. like wait a minute am I viewing this from my human flawed mindset and so I just I think it's one for all of us I think we do get hit with this at different points you'll see people at different points with our walk with the Lord and it's yeah. hard not to get angry and jealous yeah. and bitter. We, we understand that I just also may not hear there in verse 11 when they received it they became they began to Began to complain, and so instead of being excited that those people, like wow, they it, came and helped too, wow. and they got paid, like they got paid well. Instead of being excited and seeing like wow, how generous this this master is to pay these people, it didn't really work that much. Yeah. Instead of being excited and seeing that angle, they grumbled about it, and so again, I think that's something we all have experienced somewhere in a longer life. It's hard for us to be celebrate good things when good things happen to other people but the owner did what he said right he was fair and generous these guys are kind of claiming you're not being fair but he's like no i i I did what i said i'm i'm being fair and generous to all the first workers took the focus off the good that was being done to them they still got paid right they got paid what they were told right and they started comparing themselves to other and then going into verse 12 there, he made them equal to us. So I underline equal to us. So again, that's really that sense of comparing, and that's relating to, to this is envy and pride. Then they're trying to cover it up in justice with their response. They're trying to use those words to cover up that they're really just envious, but they're blaming on that words of being fair and just. But really, it was envy and jealousy inside and a lot of pride they, and going on in them. Yeah. So this is an area of sin that we all struggle with, is that we kind of already talked about. We all struggle with comparison, envy, and pride. We all struggle with being excited for others when good things happen to them. Because we feel like, and this is definitely when I when, when this path was going open, I was like, I've got to write that down. This is something I need to remember because this was me. I would always feel like I got the short end of the stick. I remember when I would reflect back a lot, like we played sports growing up, and I remember always complaining. We were never on the winning team. We're always the team that came in second. We never got to be what it was like to be first. How prideful is that? Like we never got to experience that. Like we still got far. We should be grateful for that, right? We still did good, but like I remember always feeling that way. We always got the show. We, we never got to be on the winning team. And we started a bakery. Yes, that's, that's how I thought things I thought about. And then, we, then we started a bakery a little bit after graduating from college. And we were selling at farmer's markets. And there was this lady who had a cupcake business. And we started up as offering like gluten-free foods. And her line was always like packed. And she like always sold out of her cupcakes. And Michelle and I would just sit there and stare at her and compare ourselves. Mm-hmm. And have jealousy and like second guess ourselves and so 
Um, like, there's a lot of work to be done, I think, in all of us in this parable. So. Yeah, and I just like how the pastor made up because we kind of start thinking like, that should have been me. Yeah. I deserve that, you know. And again, something we all all have probably said on some level. A lot of us put our self worth and value in our work and our job and what we're doing in the world. Kind of. So when someone else of the the rich young man, like yeah. So when someone else gets the recognition and stuff, we feel like again, like I said, we've been shorted, like. <laughs> And we also have to it be our turn? We all, a lot of us live in a scarcity mindset, the idea that it's, that there's not enough. But as Laura was saying, like, we have an abundant, generous God. Like, we don't, it's not like we're going to like, I don't need to worry. I, my God loves me too. Yes. And he's going to reward me the way he sees fit. And that's one thing that gives me encouragement and, and good news um, from this and how it is ended again. Not Jesus, again, referencing again, to those who are last now will be first, and those who are first will be last. Like, as much as that's a point to follow Jesus, like, again, I, what gives me hope, though, I is that knowing that we have a fair and generous Christ, that, so then we need to focus on serving well with what Christ has given to us here, not comparing to others, knowing that we serve, we serve a kind and fair master, so that should hopefully help give us all just an ambition to please him because knowing that he's gonna he's gonna be nice to me and he's gonna be nice mm -hmm. to michelle and he's gonna be nice to you like he is fair yeah. and generous i think that was also why jesus was making that point like we aren't god god is god but we also know that he's fair and he's generous and so we shouldn't feel like we're getting the second end of the stick um when it comes to our God, like I think mm -hmm. this really puts us all back into the right posture and the right heart attitude when looking at work and um, the gifts that he gives somebody else. I don't know, I just feel yeah. like it always puts Michelle and I back in our place. This is another way to keep Michelle and I humble, and I hope it helps you stay humble too. Like, Again, it's not, not so. pointing fingers, not trying to make anyone feel bad. It's just like, oh, wow, okay, thank you, Lord. Again, we live in God's grace. He's just doing this stuff to help us see. More, more appreciation for him for, for what Jesus did and, and who he was. So keep in the back of your mind, girls, that we have a fair and generous God. So mm -hmm. when you catch yourself being jealous of somebody, wait a minute, no, I have a fair and generous God. Good for her because he, he's going to be fair and generous to me as well in his own way. And so yeah. these are help us to see that the gratitude for Jesus and to not lose sight of Jesus. That's what I always see in these parables. I think also not lose sight of Jesus. And I think that shows too, like, and same with a rich man, like, it really shows us that we're all very similar here mm -hmm. on earth. And that too, when it goes back to that we can go up to other people in our lives with a more compassionate heart, more grace in us and mercy in us because like, hey, I'm very similar to you in, in some way or form. I think these parables help that way. Yeah. Just expose that more. Like we can approach other people with more love and compassion because instead of just pointing fingers and being mean to them back, no, like hey, it's okay. Yeah. Remembering ourselves again. Like I said, the good news: our salvation is solely based on His grace towards us. That we're all equally fallen. So to to only to compare ourselves to Jesus, and when we do, we fail. And He is there saying, "It's okay. Here's my righteousness." Like again, remember that's what I was saying. Like. We're going to see this, that we, we're not as righteous, we're not as good. And that's okay to see that, because Jesus is like, that's okay. You got mine. Here's mine. And it's a gift. So let's rejoice in that. That we can't, I like also like how you ended out saying, we can't afford to be generous, because Jesus is generous. And we can't celebrate with others, because God provides for all. Like, it's okay to celebrate. Like, 
it's okay to be generous and, and see the generosity. And then those videos are like, you know, they he rewarded him. He's also got something for you. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. I, I think that will help us help us all maybe yep. walk out with more humble hearts in us. Our recap of 19 and 20, we know that was a long one, but it was a lot of personal, we admit, personal convictions in the way night. So that's why we just, being honest, taking you guys on the journey of how Jesus is changing us and how we're growing. We're not perfect. Um, thank you again for giving us grace. We're just sharing what we're using and discovering that's helping us learn and grow and walk with the Lord. And... Um, we never want to take credit for things that aren't ours, but we just we like we just love sharing about things, and we're glad people know about this. You know, kids that don't hear it, we're gonna tell them, and uh, so just bear with us and on our walk with the Lord. We but just want to say thank you, thank as always. Thank you for being here, doing this with us. Uh, we really pray that, again that the Holy Spirit press things on your heart today. If not, you feel it later today. Always just surrendering yourself to Him in every moment. Um, we love you girls so much. Thank you again as always, and we'll see you in the next Bible study.